Well, what's up, Mission? How we doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, man, so stoked for this year. My name is Mike Kickerson. I'm honored to be the lead pastor of Mission Church. If you're hanging out online or in the patio, come on inside. It's so cold out there. Or in the lobby. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, man, I am just love what God is doing in and through the people that make up Mission. Jim Sheldon um, apparently did not make a New Year's resolution to be kind to me. Uh, so he's already made fun of me so many times, but I've made some resolutions that I'm not going to respond in anger. So I'm just going to leave it there, Jim. I'm just going to try to be a bigger man this year for a couple weeks, and then we'll see how that goes. Uh, but for real, man, I'm, a, I'm really excited about Lyft, and so Lyft, is, if you have some Tuesday night open this coming Tuesday, man, be there. It's going to be a great time. I'm really, really, really excited about it. Man, I love what God is doing in and through our church, and man, you have a new streak going. It's January. You're one for one, um, you know, so let's, let's go for it. Maybe God has a new path for you this year. I love the new beginnings. I love the new year. I love all this stuff. Man, we exist as a church to help people find and follow Jesus. That's what we go after together. We're not trying to complicate that. Um, we're trying to literally just simply live that out and let God transform us because that's his promise that he has, that he rescues and saves and gives us the right to be restored as much love sons and daughters. No matter who we are or where we've been or what we've done, we have a chance to restart with him and that he makes us new from the inside out. We don't have to white knuckle our way towards freedom, but he gives us everything that we need to live the life that he's called us to. And that is good news for people like us that need a new start in a new year. I mean, we believe that God is who he says he is and will do everything that he promised to do. That he sent his son Jesus into the mess, not because we deserved it, but because he wanted relationship with us. That he wasn't like annoyed and mad at us, that he sent Jesus in so that we could be restored and made right. And that means, man, that there's hope for every single one of us because of that fact, no matter who we are or where we've been. But it also means that change is possible. Like that way we've been given everything that we need. Literally, this is so cool. Of all the generations that have ever existed, like we have been given everything that we need from God to live the life that he's called us to. Like he's given us his, himself, his presence. He's given us his son. He's given us his Holy Spirit that transforms us from the inside out. He's given us this imperfect body of people right here that are the church. He's given us his word. He's given us everything that we need to live, to live the life that he's called us to. And that means that anyone is welcome as a part of this journey because God rescues and saves and rewrites stories. But also, it's just helpful to remember that no one is perfect. And so it's a new year, but we're going to just start it in an old way. So I want you to, this, if you're new around here, this is basically just get used to this. Um, so I want you to turn to the people next to you. Hopefully you know them or you're going to be do this nicely and not aggressively. I want you to turn to the people next to you and I just want you to say, hey, I just want you to start off the new year this way just to remind you. I feel like God put me here to remind you of this fact this morning. Uh, you turn to them and you say like, hey, I just want you to know that you are not perfect. So ready? One, two, three, go. Do that, do that, do that. And then they'll respond to you, hopefully not as aggressive as you responded to them. And what we do, and again, don't do this later when you're trying to power up and you're really mad at each other and remind each other of each other's imperfections. And we don't do this in a power up shame-based way. This isn't a thing that should create shame in us. This is actually a thing that should create unity in us to realize, man, without God, we are all sunk. And so we're not trying to come in here, project some perfection that we aren't. We're not trying to Instagram our life right here for you to see the best part of us. We're actually trying to say, man, without God, I am nothing. But God rescues and saves and restores. And so I'm not perfect, but he sent his perfect son into the mess. And so when we're starting this year, I'm really excited about this because I, we're going to start this year. I'm like, let's get a word to the wise. And so we're talking about like, if we're going to start a new year in a new direction with some new thoughts and maybe some new habits and some new patterns and some new ways to live and some maybe some things that we want to kick off in us, we got to start with the word to the wise and we don't want to live like fools. 
Like, because some of us are experts in that. Or we don't want to talk like fools. Or we don't want to walk with fools. Or we don't want to spin like fools. And so that's where we're going to go in the book of Proverbs over the next four weeks. It's going to be a can't miss. I'm really excited about this. And one of the things that we love about our church is that we all always have residents um, and interns around here that are kind of on our staff and around. And a resident would be kind of like a, in the medical profession, if you think through somebody that's been is training, but they're not ready to practice fully on their own yet. So they're under the training of, of like a medical resident for a while before they get out and practice. You with me on that? That's kind of, so when we have a pastoral resident around, we would love to be a church that's helping the next generation of pastors out there, but they're not ready to practice yet, but they're, re- they're getting ready to go out and do their own thing. So we always have residents around here, and we always try to have interns around here. But one of our residents this year is, was a good sport for this series, and his name is Corey Cruz, and I love him so much. And we decided, we're like, Corey, can we make you the resident fool for this month? So, uh, so check this out. <laughs> up guys check it out man it's the top of the year i can't believe it's already over like i'm absolutely insane and so i wanted to give you guys a year-end recap of all of the life lessons that man that you just need to listen to and you just need to hear from me because i'm pretty wise and i know what i'm talking about here's the thing i have been buying shirts all year you know and, and i feel like because i'm obviously a medium you know i feel like i shrink them and they become a small you know, and so instead of actually learning how to do the dadgum laundry and people are telling me I need to wash my clothes on cold and, and hang them up for hours and hours to dry. I'm like, that's all baloney. All right. Here's what I started doing. Instead of buying a medium like I normally am, man, I started buying two XL shirts. Okay. And then what I started doing is instead of waiting on it to dry out on the drying line or the drying rack, here's what I did. I started washing them suckers on hot, as hot as you can go. And then I started drying those things on hot. And so then my 2XL has then become a medium. And it's like perfect fit for my tiny, tight little body. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll give you a couple more. And these ones will be free. The other ones you'll have to sign up for my, you know, my university and my Patreon and all that. And you can find a lot more wisdom over there. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you want to really seem like you know what you're doing, what you should do is you should wash your dishes, but if you don't finish, don't feel bad. You just set a couple clean dishes over by the dirty dishes, and then it looks like you've been working on your dishes, okay? (laughs) Also, and this is my last thing, and I'll leave you guys with this. If you look outside and you're having a bad day, man, what you should do, you put on the old pit vipers, and then now you're having a bad night instead of having a bad day, okay? I love y'all so much. I hope you guys have found this super helpful. Um, And I guess we'll just see you in the next one. So much love. Peace. Uh, You're a good sport, Corey Cruz. You're a good sport. Um, Some of you are like, what are dishes and laundry? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. And you're like, I don't need pit vipers to have a bad night. You know what I'm saying, Corey? So... Now, I'm not sure we need to convince each other about what it means to, like, be fools or have foolish or things that would lead us to foolish decisions. But in my mind, it's like what feels right can lead us to some foolish decisions, right? Like you Cheryl Crow this thing. 
Like if it makes you happy, it can't be that bad, right? Like if it's like, I just can, that's let us down some roads most likely. Or maybe like, well, what's everyone else doing? So I guess if they're doing it and your mom's like, if they're walking off a cliff, would you walk off a cliff? You know, you know, but you just find yourself kind of doing when you're surrounded with what everybody else is doing. You find yourself in some foolish situations from time to time. Or maybe it's like when you make decisions in high emotional moments, like when things are at their height, at the peak emotionally, whether it be angry, sad, like um, in love or, or despondent or whatever, you make some of those decisions in those high emotional moments, whatever those high emotions may be, and then those can lead to some foolish decisions, right? We've all been there where we try to figure out, okay, I know what foolishness looks like because I've lived it, but I always kind of struggle with wisdom. And right about this time, we all start trying to make some decisions with ourselves. We, we have some reso- we come resolute and we have some resolutions that we want to agree to. So what I want you to do, I want to take like 10 seconds And if you don't have one, just say pass. That's all right. But I want you to take 10 seconds, and I want you to turn to the people next to you and maybe a couple things that you're like, I've kind of talked about in 2024. This is some stuff that I want to make sure that I get into my life. Ready? One, two, some resolutions, if you will. One, two, three, go. Got like 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Give me a couple of them. Hopefully they're appropriate. Give me a couple. Healthy eating. Make it to church more often. Jim, Sheldon, just kidding. Love yourself more. Communicate better. Organize. Will you come to my house, please? My life, that would be awesome. That's strong. All right. Yes. Go after that. Yes. Jim, be patient. Be patient. Exercise, Exercise. All right, let me give you like Forbes. So you all are right on like the, the national average. Here we go. So Forbes has a list of the most popular like 2024 resolutions. It's fitness and finances and improving mental health and losing weight and a better diet and more time for loved ones and stop smoking. You're like smoking. What is uh, so? Uh, learn new skill. Time for hobbies. Tr- trying to figure out that work-life balance. Travel more. Meditate regularly. Perform better at work. Right? Like all these things that kind of get into that list. We're like, okay, I could see that that would make me uh, like me- maybe a 2024 would be better if I had like one or two of those things. But some of us get overwhelmed. Like I don't even can do one of those. But if I was going after, if you want a word to the wise. If we're starting the new year, after, for, like in a new direction with some new habits and some new patterns, if I was just begging one thing, like this year, the resolution that we could go after starting in this series would be to, the most important resolution we could go after would be to get wisdom. It will pay off in spades. Get wisdom. Proverbs 4 would say it this way, 5 and 8. It says, get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it may cost you all you have, get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. If we had anything to do this year, it would be to get wisdom. But I want you to just notice something and I want you to turn to your neighbor and say this real quick. Like, wisdom is a woman in Proverbs. So just go ahead and say that. So, so I don't know where that lands with you. Get wisdom. If you had one resolution, I don't mean get a woman. What I'm saying, though, what I'm saying, if you had one resolution this year, 
that we could go after one thing that's going to change everything is that we could get God's wisdom in our life. So there's like a working definition of wisdom, and then just kind of go with that. They're, they're having right, wrong, and best choices in front of us and choosing best every time. That's what wisdom is. And that's what wisdom practically looks like. There's some characters in Proverbs, and so if, like, if you were going to read the book of Proverbs as we were navigating this series together, that's probably a good place to start. If you don't kind of know how to navigate the Bible, Proverbs is great. Um, there's like 31 of them. There's not always 31 days in a month, but you could probably read a proverb a day. There's a lot of little great stuff in there to read, but you're going to start seeing some characters in Proverbs. They're, they're going to see the wisdom characters personified as woman, but you're also going to see the, the author talk about wise people, and you're going to see uh, the author talk about foolish people, and you're going to see the author talk about like uninformed people, uh, but sometimes he would refer to them as simple or ignorant, but I didn't want to put up that, that up here because some people would be offended by that. But the, uh, the author of Proverbs would say that so a wise person knows the right, wrong, and best choices and chooses best every time because that's what, even when it's hard, because that's what God has called them to do. A foolish person like knows what God's best is and chooses the opposite on purpose. And an ignorant person is just unaware of the, of the consequences of the decisions that they're making. They're not necessarily, or the uninformed, they just don't know maybe God's wisdom or they don't know the consequences of the decisions that they're making. Henry Cloud would give us some, like, some traits of wise people. If we want to be like this, wise people, when, they give, when they're given feedback, they listen and make adjustments. They respond positively. They take responsibility for their issues. Not your issues, but their issues. They show remorse. They address problems and change. Their, their relationship with them, your relationship with them, they get strengthened over time. Foolish people, they are never wrong. They blame someone else. They always create conflict, they minimize the problem, they will rationalize and make excuses, and they're not even aware that they're hurting others, and they think they are the victim. So in the book of Proverbs, there's, there's wisdom that's trying to help people become wise, and then trying to correct foolishness, but also trying to inform the uninformed. And I don't, wouldn't know what category you find yourself in, and I find myself vacillating through all three of those categories in different times in my life. But man, if we could get wisdom what would it be like for us this year? So here's what we're going to do the next few minutes is we're going to try to see how to not live like a fool in 2024 and beyond. Like if we could get that, it was like, okay, how do we not live like a fool this year? And maybe this year could create a habit for next year and the rest of our entire life. And the first thing I would say, if we're going to not live like a fool this year, we need to begin with the end in mind. Like to who do we want to become? Like, the where are we going? Like, to realize that our days are numbered. And I'm not trying to be like, man, I thought this was a happy new year. Like, you're talking about at the end of my life. Like, we're all going to have that tombstone moment, that eulogy moment, that moment that has a beginning date and an end date and a dash in the middle. And that dash right there represents the sum of our life. And what I want to know is what I want us to do. If we want to get wisdom and not live like a fool, we need to live with that date, end date in mind. Because it's coming for all of us. In fact, Psalm would say it this way. Psalm 90, 12 says, teach us, God, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of what? Because when we begin with the end in mind and realize that our days are numbered to that end at some day, it makes us want to spend wisely the days that we've been given. So if we begin with the end in mind, we start thinking around, like, where do I want to end up this year? Like, 
Where do, who do I want to be this year? Not just what do I, not what do I want to accomplish, but who do I want to be this year? What do I want our family to hold as important this year? Like, what's, what's the eulogy of my life? Like, what am I building in the eulogy of my life, not just the resume of my life? Because those are two completely separate things. Resume sometimes is accomplishments and the things that we've done. Eulogy things that really matter are the who you are and who people knew you to be and experienced you to be with the, gift, like the gifts that God has given you. You with me on that? So we want to begin with that end in mind. When you, I'm start, like I'm in a season of life. I've got like adult kids, kids in college. You know, I've got one in, in a sophomore, the last one in the house for the most part. You know, we're trying to figure out that thing. And I'm realizing when I'm numbering my days, I'm also numbering the times of Thanksgivings that I have. Like, like most of if you're in your 20s, you probably have 50 Thanksgivings ish, give or take, right? And if you have kids, you probably ever, you probably only are going to have like 20 to 25 at max Thanksgivings left with them. So how would that change how I want to spend them wisely? You start thinking when I'm numbering my days and beginning with the end in mind, it sets off all the other stuff in the immediate and it helps me think the larger picture of what God has for me and what I think he would want for me. And it gives me wisdom about what is it going to take for me to get there that I need to do different here so that I can get there. I can't do that yet, but what can I do today that will get me there tomorrow that I can't do tomorrow yet? You with me? So we got to begin with the end in mind if we want to live wisely and not live like a fool. And teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And that leads me to like that, what will help us with that is if we just like start asking better questions. Like, like I already said, who do I want to be? What direction do I want my family to go in? What's the most important thing? Is there anything about me that needs to change? God, if you had your way in me, what would it look like? Like it's those asking better questions. So, and the best question that I've found, and this is not original to me, but the best question that I've found that just gets right to the heart of it and cuts all the layers, if you want a great question for the year, and you want to not live like a fool this year, start asking, what is the wise thing to do? Like, in this situation, God, that you have in front of me, what is the wise thing to do? I mean, it's comp, because we're trying to get wisdom and some of us are wise, and some of us are fools, and some of us are uninformed. And so some of us may need to get wisdom so we're informed on the wisdom that God would have for us. But we've got to figure out, God, in this moment, with this decision, with this direction, what is the wise thing for me to do? Not what is the right thing, not what is the wrong thing. What is the best thing that would honor you, and how do I live that out? It's been helpful for me to ask this question and, and that, like, would add some layers to it. To add this, like, in light of my past experience, not, not your past experience, but in light of my past experience with whatever's going on and, like, the situation I've got to decide right now in this moment, God, what is the wise thing for me to do? It helps for me to go, like, in light of my past experience... What God has shown me, what God has done for me, what he's delivered me out of, what it maybe be some hurts or habits or hangups or some tendencies or some brokenness or some things that I've had to recover from, you know, in light of all that back there, in light of my past experience, what's the wise thing for me to do right now? And then, not only just in light of my past experience, in light of my present circumstances, 
Like, what's going on right now? Because, like, it's always moving. The world's always spinning. You're always spinning plates. And so if we're going to live wisely and not live like a fool, we've got to think through what's the wise thing for me to do in this moment with this decision, with this direction, with, like, all the stuff we have. God, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I need wisdom. It's a prayer that God will always say yes to. So if you, like, always, he'll always give you wisdom. But in light of my past experiences, in light of my present circumstances, and what I see going on around me, and the who that he's making me to be, what is the wise thing for me to do in this, in this moment? And then you add on, in light of my future hopes and dreams, like beginning with the end in mind. So in light of my past experiences, and my present circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, like beginning with the end in mind, what is the wise thing for me to do in this moment with this decision. Because what happens when we do that is we start making some better decisions in the moment. Instead of like living in the moment, we make better decisions in the moment. And what I've loved, and this has been helpful for me, if you have friends that would challenge you, because I always have friends that would challenge me on decisions that I would make in, in both positive and negative ways. And I've added, I've always added like this, like the question would be, what's the wise thing for me to do? Not for, I'm not saying what the wise thing for you to do is, but in light of my past experiences, which may be different than your past experiences, in light of my present circumstances, which may be different than your present circumstances, in light of my future hopes and dreams, which may be different than your future hopes and dreams, I feel like the wise thing for me to do in this moment is this decision I'm making. And I've got godly counsel in it, and I've sought wisdom, and I've gone after it, so if we're not going to live like a fool, we've got to make sure that we begin with the end in mind, and we've got like, to ask better questions, and then we've got to make better direction decisions. <laughs> Once we get those, I mean, I'm a person that gets lost recreationally. Like, Jody and I, I, mean, I think we fought four times over break, because I won't listen. We would be terrible on Amazing Race. I'm just like, you know, like, we would probably get divorced on national TV, and it would be my fault. It would totally be my fault because I'm like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I know where we're going. I got it. Don't tell me the words. I just want to see the picture. You know, like I'm a swire like that. And I'm like, and then I'll miss the turn. And she was like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, I'm not telling you anything because you got it. You know, you know, anyone, anybody else have a relationship like this? Like there's one of us that gets lost and one of us that doesn't, right? The GPA was fine in me. The GPS is broken. So, um, and I'm not trying to get lost. I just get lost. So I've got to make better direction decisions. So if I don't want to live like a fool this year, if we don't want to live like a fool this year, we've got to make better direction decisions. Like we've got to, we've got to begin with the end in mind. We've got to ask better questions, and we've got to make better direction decisions. What do I mean by that? Like the direction that we're walking, like for instance, so just give us some categories, like in our relationship with God. Like we've got to make better decisions about that. And some of us are walking in, again, this is a safe place to be on that journey, trying to even dip your toe in the water of like, I don't know if I there yet or believe all these things or like I'm trying to figure it out. But that's, you're making a decision to kind of maybe move towards God. And I would affirm that. Like the best decision you can make, is make it this year is to get God's wisdom so you don't act a fool, live like a fool, and we don't pity the fool, right? So we got to make sure that our relationship with God, what I mean by that is like get, pray. And you're like, well, I don't pray. Well, you, you can just say like, hey, God, can you give me wisdom in this situation? That counts as prayer. Like, you're leaning on him for wisdom, and he's going to give you wisdom. God, will you give me wisdom? God, will you give me wisdom? Start, earn, like, building that soul muscle of prayer. I don't mean meditation where you empty yourself. I mean, like, prayer where you are connected with the God of the living uni of the universe. 
And he's, you're in relationship with him, and you're learning how to do that and communicate. And I'm talking like Bible, like God's word. It is so powerful. It transforms. It's hard to get wisdom when you don't know wisdom from God. And God's primary way of dispensing wisdom is through his word and through his people. So we got to be around his word, and we got to be around his people if we need to get wisdom. Some of us want to get isolation because we think we are God's gift to wisdom, and we can make the wisest decisions on our own. But you are not wired that way, no matter how wise you are. So you got to get in prayer. you got to get in his word. Love God's word. Learn to love it. Start with the New Testament. Start with Jesus. Get wisdom. Start with Proverbs in this series if you want to. Get wisdom. Like, learn how to worship. Like, that relationship with God that's not just song time in church. And we don't treat it like that at Mission. I know you don't treat it like that. But, like, learn how, like, that your life is living out how much he is worth to you. And then, like, don't forsake like church man there's something that happens when we gather together that God does it's powerful and sometimes you need it and sometimes people need you to like around and it's amazing what God does when we gather together as we're commanded to and called to together so don't don't give up that you got to make better direction decisions now begin with the end in mind you know you know what I want my I want wisdom this year and I want my relationship with God to be great this year it's not super sexy it's prayer and bible and worship, and church, and being that together, and serving. Like, it's a long obedience in the same direction, man. That's where the good life is. That's where wisdom is. We've got to make better decisions around friends. We've got to make better decisions, direction decisions around finances. We're going to tackle these two in this series, hopefully, because the book of Proverbs is all about that. We need to make better direction decisions around work. Like, we don't cut corners at work. We don't like, well, this is the industry I'm in and everyone does this. No, we want to be wise. We, have, we, want the, we want the definition of wisdom. Remember, we have the wrong, right, and best decisions in front of us. And we choose right, or we choose, sorry, we choose best every time, even when it's difficult. Because we want to make sure that we are wise at work. And some of us are going to have like decisions this year where we have a chance to change our occupation. And we're like, God, I don't know what I should do. And God's going to care more about you being the right person than you being in the right job because you could be in the, the wrong person and in the right job and you're not in God's plan. So we got to go like, okay, God, what do you want from me in work if we have work? Or God, what is the direction decisions that I need to make for our family, for my family, for my extended family? Like, we've been living in a path, and we've developed some habits, and we've got this kind of thing that we've been doing. But, man, it is a new year and a new opportunity to get wisdom and go, which direction should our family be walking this year? We can't change everything, but we can change something this year that may lead us towards wisdom. Some of us need to go get wisdom around our, make better direction decisions around our dating life. I'm not going to name any names. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. But some of us are like, well, I'm not going to sit home on Friday. I mean... She's hot. For making dating decisions that have like, we've had regret from our past, but we're still using the same filter to make those same dating decisions, I wouldn't call that wise. And I wouldn't call it uninformed. I would call that foolish. So we need more wisdom. We need to get wisdom around our dating decisions and direction decisions that we're making. Some of us, we're like, we need to grow and make better direction decisions around our marriage. Like we need to fight for it. We need to fight. We've been doing plenty of fighting with each other, but we need to fight for it and for each other. And we need maybe to like to say, admit it and get some habits and make some better direction decisions for our marriage and get on the same page on a couple of things. Intimacy. 
We need to get wisdom around intimacy because it's one of the primary ways that the enemy will get into our soul and try to cause shame is through all the battle with intimacy and addiction or anything that's a little bit janky in that area for us. So we need to get wisdom around it. And then we need to get wisdom around alcohol or other dependencies. And I don't know what your other may be. It may be both. I don't know. But you know what it is. What would it look like for us to be wise this year and not live like a fool, but make better direction decisions around all of this list? Again, what's the wise thing for me to do? I'm going to tie it all together. In light of my past experiences, in light of my present circumstances, in light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do in all of these areas? Because we've got to begin with the end in mind. We've got to ask way better questions we got to make sure that we make way better direction decisions. Because direction, I love this part. I stole it from Andy Stanley. It's not, I wish I made it up on my own, but I didn't. But direction determines the de- destination. Let me, go, let me add another layer to it. Direction, not intention, determines destination. Some of us are like, I never meant to end up here. It wasn't my intention. I didn't mean to do that. It's like, that's great. What you actually do, where you actually walk, the direction you actually head in ends is where you end up. Like you could get to LAX and go like, I, my intention is to go to New York. That is so my intention because I want to see New York so bad. I don't know why, but I want to see New York so bad. And you hop on a plane to Honolulu. It doesn't matter how much your intention is to get to New York what you actually do is going to end up, make you end up where you end up. You with me? So this year, if we're not going to live like a fool, we are going to get wisdom. And we're going to get some direction, not just intention. Intentions are good, but it has to lead to direction. So we begin with the end in mind, right? We ask better questions. And we make better direction decisions. Let me just wrap with the same verse, Proverbs 4, 5 through 8. It says this way. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it cost all you have, get understanding. Cherish her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. Why don't you pray with me? God, you're good. You're great. You're kind, and you grant wisdom when we ask for it. God, would you help us understand where we've made some foolish decisions? Will you help us understand where we've made some uninformed decisions? God, will you help us understand where we've made some wise decisions? Would you just give us a heart for wisdom? God, we need your wisdom. God, would you help us this year begin the habit and begin the pattern of trusting your wisdom in all areas of our life? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.